0: Hello podcast listeners, Cody here with a really special introduction to a really special episode.
1: That's right, Cody. You and I had the honor of doing a live podcast from SeaVent Connect in Las Vegas and the crowd there, how awesome were they? Yeah,
0: they were amazing and what a welcoming and enthusiastic crew we had. Yeah, So we recorded the live podcast to release to all our listeners who cannot be in Las Vegas, so here you are.
1: Enjoy. A dream come true for us, honestly. Um, how many of you have subscribed to the podcast already? All right, so our new favorite people, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, we started this podcast just a few months a few months ago, and we're so excited to do the first ever live podcast at Cvent Connect. Um, we are. Here, yeah, finally in Las Vegas.
0: I'm so excited. Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. Yes,
1: and um, what's really cool about this event is it's all of our Cvent friends and family that are running the event behind the scenes. So those are the people that we want to talk about, talk to today, all about how they put on this crazy event that we're all at right now.
0: Yeah, this event has been so much fun. I love coming to Cvent Connect. I love all the different networking events that we have, and I especially love all the nighttime events. That event we had last night was oh my awesome, gosh. right? It was I'm still struggling.
1: I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um, and normally when we come to a podcast like this, we have a whole bunch of questions already set up that we're going to ask. But we're going to shake it up a little bit today. So we're going to have you submit the questions that you want us to ask, the planners and marketers and technologists that help run this event. So bring out your mobile app, submit your questions. You're going to see us staring at our phones because we're looking at the questions you're submitting to us.
0: We're not being rude. Yeah, we just want you to <laughs> Keep those questions coming.
1: All right, so let's get right to it. We're going to welcome Alyssa, Paulina, and Taylor, your Connect planning and marketing team. Yay! Yes.
0: Welcome. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. to get the high
1: kicks in there. <laughs> all right, guys. Yep. So
2: welcome.
1: How are you all feeling? It's like probably the first time you've sat down yeah, all
2: day, we were, right? We were saying that we we're, we're, wa- we're wearing all the hats that are in the little installation out there. <laughs> so we were just doing the session scanning and now we're here. To yeah. be speakers.
3: Surprise, here we are.
2: Yeah, so it's like you know here. only like 12 fires going on right now. So we're like totally ready to kill it. Only 12. <laughs> only 12. That sounds pretty <laughs> good. Pretty yeah, good. But it's not 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as
1: you guys are thinking of your first questions, how about we just go down the line and learn a little bit more about who you are and what your role is at Cvent Connect?
2: Sure, I'll start. Uh, My name is Alyssa Peltier, as my name says on the screen. I am uh, the manager of our newly formed events marketing team. For any of you guys that were in my session yesterday, thank you for coming. Um, I manage and do the marketing specifically, promotions and then event follow-up for our major shows every year. So that includes Cvent Connect, uh, Cvent Connect Europe, which I don't know if any of you guys are from the European market, but welcome here in Vegas. Um, we also do our Elite Meetings Alliance program, which is a, a smaller, more niche um, luxury event. So if you're doing any types of sourcing at Five Star Properties, these are only 150, but 150 person events. Um, but the level of complexity warrants, you know, a. a, a heavy demand gen campaign so um, my team really emphasizes and prioritizes all of those events that have a taxing and grueling kind of event promotion cycle and then an additional follow-up that ensues as well so um, i'm a manager of a team of five now um, and some of those functions that fall under me include um newly uh, sales enablement which we have as part of kind of one of our demand gen functions traditionally but we also now support that within event marketing as well Um, and we also have two just kind of traditional campaign promoters so we divide and conquer oh I, i neglected to mention that we also market some of the events that we attend as well those include the top tier trade shows, so for example, IMAX, GBTA, um, some of the big marketing shows like Dreamforce or Sirius Summit. Um, so the, the lines are, are, are not blurred there. It's very much the events you host and the events you attend conversation. But those that have the highest level of effort are delegated to our team. Um, the, other, the other people that are on our team, we do have a, an event builder. And um, and that's it. We have a, we have a pretty small but mighty team that works on approximately twenty of these campaigns every year. And then of course we do have um, around fifteen hundred events that we are doing in the organization at large. So
1: maybe we should have asked you what you don't
3: do. Yes, Alyssa,
2: okay. podcast Perfect. extraordinaire, high kick enthusiast.
3: I was going to say we can. Resume. just That's it. Wrap it up, guys. We're Thank good. Thank you for your time. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Taylor. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about your role? I I feel like you're the tech guru of the group. I feel like you are accurate with that. (laughs) Um, Hi everyone, my name is Taylor Bonn. I am our dedicated event technology analyst here at CVent. Really just a fancy name that I actually came up with. Um, I I project manage all of our CVent technology that we use at Connect, super exciting. Um, Connect Europe, similar to Alyssa and our Elite Meetings Alliance programs as well. Um, I am officially part of the planning team, but I really work with probably every single team at Cvent, sales, um, all of the other product marketing teams, um, technology. I work day in and day out with those teams just to kind of liaise between the planning team and, and their kind of initiatives to make sure we are showcasing our technology, using our technology, and we are aligned across the board. And I do have one shout out hi, mom, I am now famous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked
1: it. her if she had an agent, she said yes, her cat. So we're, yes. we're uh, that's a bit of a challenge. Yes. But um, I do think it's really interesting with Taylor because I mean, she jokes that she made up her title event technologist, um, but it is really something you don't see in the events industry, something that you are starting to see more and more of. So I feel like you as the audience is gonna be really interesting to hear how her role integrates into live events, especially as you're adding more tech to your live event strategy.
4: All right, Paulina, you're up. Paulina, it's up to you. I'm glad I can even say my name right now. I just (laughs) ran down two flights of stairs. Um, Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us at CVent Connect. Um, I am the manager of our meetings and events team here at CVent. I've actually been with CVent for just under six years and started in the role as a trade show planner, working on one of... 300 of the trade shows that we attended um, each year, doing 90 myself, and over the last few years really um, gained some wonderful experience and now manage all of our marquee programs, CVent Connect US and CVent Connect Europe um, are included in those, as well as the EMA Elite Elite Meetings Alliance program um, and a number of our tier one internal events like our holiday party our president's trip Um, and specifically for my role here at Connect I really manage all of the logistics so um, when we do our site visit I really program out our attendee journey what it's like for you when you enter the meeting space what's that first touch point like does it make sense for registration to be on the left side so um, really really into the nitty-gritty details and making sure it feels like a dynamic Dynamic flow um, that it makes sense and our technology can be supported in the places that we plot it out um, in addition to that you know I manage um, the programs that are uh, within our breakout sessions and certifications working really closely with the event marketing team and content teams and I also oversee um, a number of individuals on our team who coordinate sponsorships and our trade show so I am the queen of logistics and I think I love it
2: I think that's also important to just like establish up front is the differentiation, especially for you guys in the room, because I I was I was actually looking at some of your titles as you were coming in, because I was curious to see who was going to be interested in a session like this, and I saw a great mix. Like I actually even saw like a graphic designer out there. Wave your hand if you're in there. Yay, there you are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I just my team is very much aligned to the logistics side of things with what Paulina is working on with her teams in terms of logistics. My team is very much involved in the driving of the demand for those programs. And she's very involved with the on-site execution. Obviously, all the things that go into supporting that. But really, the preparation, um, all of the types of executional elements that go into a live event experience. So I just that's something important that as we answer the questions, those are kind of our distinct roles in this space.
0: Yeah, I can totally agree. I've seen Paulina behind the scenes and i got to say, all hail the queen of logistics. She's awesome. But my first question I have is for Taylor. Taylor and I used to work together and we have very similar roles, right Taylor? Remember many moons ago she was an event quarterback just like I am and uh, so her role though is along the marketing side of things. So the question we have here is there's so much tech at Connect um, and how do you get all those pieces to work together?
3: Yeah, so it's definitely not easy. Um, I have a great team of folks. I mean, just the two ladies up here are a huge support system. And just having them aligned with the goals of showcasing our technology and also having it benefit us at the end of the day is a huge help. Um, but really, just making sure that everyone is aligned with the end goal, right? Not just being like, hey, we have to use this. It's it's why um, this is really going to help us in the long run. This reporting is going to make a huge difference next year. That type of thing. Um, so I, a quick example of that is was at our um, our company wide. It's an internal event, company wide meeting with all of our employees. Um, we rolled out doing session scanning. You guys are familiar with this technology. Um, this was newly used this year for us. And um, I kind of was like, hey, don't we want to know how many people are actually showing up to these these sessions and meetings? And um, I, I took it on obviously. Um, and we actually were able to use those numbers afterwards to um, prepare them, bring them to our- <laughs> Guarantees. <laughs> Guarantees, bring them to our, our executives. Um, so that was just a quick little thing. Obviously that's just one example, but um, just showing the end goal, reminding people that there is a reason for it. It, it is a growing pain for sure. Um, sometimes we're used to just uh, going through what we're used to doing. We are um, creatures of habit, absolutely. I am I am guilty of that sometimes too, but um, reminding folks that it, it's the end goal kind of at the end of the day. That's awesome. It was so funny
1: when she was answering, I saw her phone on her lap and it was just ringing, <laughs> yeah, and, ringing and ringing and ringing. I'm sure you guys can relate <laughs> to that. Um, but it does remind me that it's not just the three of you, right? That are part of this team that's putting on Connect. Um, a d- question did come in asking how many people are on each of your teams and maybe expand that a little bit and who else is part of this planning team?
2: Yeah, I think I kind of already covered that. That That's really the extent of my team. I have the five individuals um, and they, where multiple haps, no pun intended, but they they they're on all of those event programs, so they're not completely designated to one of these event programs. I started out singularly marketing event connect. that was kind of my dedicated function that happened three years ago. Um, but that has grown to become a complete discipline. so now we have that kind of twenty event my team specifically has that twenty event portfolio and I would say that's that's Mine's probably the most straightforward answer of all of these.
4: <laughs> I'll do my best. So um, the c planning team is comprised of 10 individuals in the U.S. Um, we've actually pillarized the way we organize our team by the um, type of program. So we have um, our marquee events, like I mentioned, c Connect, the Elite Meetings Alliance programs. We have trade shows that we attend, um, and that's led by um one individual, one manager, and one support resource, and they manage 175 programs um, across the globe. And each one, as we all know, no trade show is the same. So each one is extremely intricate, and they're responsible from you know the sponsorship. What what are what are footprint will be on the trade show floor, coordinating with the event marketing teams in terms of what campaigns are running, and obviously on-site execution and post-event follow-up. The other uh, pieces of our team um, are Uh, individuals who manage our internal events. Um, At HQ alone we host 150 internal programs of at least 100 people or more. Um, So we have two individuals supporting those um, programs and then myself and another manager on our team really focus on team operations as well. Um, Like I said I, I focus on our marquee events and the two individuals on my team support all of those marquee programs as well. And then we have a boss lady who is unbelievable. Our director of events. She is fabulous and and really at the helm and guiding strategy and working with our executive stakeholders in terms of what we are trying to push, you know, if we're trying to push the envelope, what are the new trends in the industry? She's really a guide for our our overall team.
1: And I'm I'm glad you brought up trends, and I swear I did not plant this question.
4: But the question
1: is, how are immersive technologies like VR and AR adding to events and meetings? I
2: accepted that question, and I was going (laughs) to Back to Brooke because I'm really obsessed with VR these days. So Brooke actually as her day job and <laughs> when she's not doing the podcast for us, um, and I don't even know if you gave that in your background here. Did you give your little backstory? Just I just consider myself podcast. Podcast lady. Yeah, okay. Podcast uh, her day job is actually working in our cross sell upsell programs, um, which also kinda dabbles in some corporate marketing programs. She basically is also a jack of all trades. Clearly, we all do all the things. Um but she has been pushing us to adapt some of these more immersive technologies and experiential technologies as a means to as it means for cross-sell, upsell promotions. So I don't know if you want to comment on that further, but I just want to like, it's yeah. really, it's, it's a question for Brooke. Have a Brooke question, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> so, so sorry guys, um, I'll take the stage here. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about using immersive technologies like VR and AR. In fact, if you guys have been in the innovation pavilion, we have a couple of places where you can kind of check it out. Um, I actually have a VR expert right here in the front row, if you have any additional questions. But um, I mean, there's a lot of cool ways to do it. Uh, gamification is of course, sort of the first that comes to mind just creating engagement but I think that there's a lot of thought that needs to go into technology like that and connecting it to the goals of your event so whether it's showcasing your products or um, getting people more involved in your mission um, there's all kinds of different ways that you could use that tech I mean even like training for example Mm -hmm. All right. What's all right, the next cool. question?
0: So, okay, the question that I have is, is a really good one because, as you can see, you know all the planning team has to come to Connect, but there's, like, hundreds of other ventures that Connect as well. So how do you guys decide who gets to come to Cvent Connect?
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: That's a great question, right? <laughs> Heavy hitter. Did
1: that come from a venture that didn't come to
4: Connect? <laughs> Where's the venture in the room that who asked did the
0: that? question?
2: Can we opened
4: up.
3: Um, I, could pro- I could probably chump in. Um, there are so many different areas, as you guys see. There's Innovation Pavilion. We have the trade show. We have the community cafe. There's so many different things, and there's so many um, different opportunities for our, our Cvent folks to come and talk to you guys. That is honestly one of the biggest initiatives uh, at our company. A lot of folks like would kill to come to this conference as Cventers. Um, a lot of it is just coming to talk to our, our clients and our, our folks who use the software and hear what you guys have to say. But for us, it's a, it's about uh, what are you gonna do here? How are you gonna kind of contribute to the the event? Um, one example, I actually, I love this. Um, we do like a business case competition or a hackathon um, to kind of showcase something cool and innovative in your, in your downtime. And one of our folks from technology actually was the one who brought the giant Amazon Alexa, hands up if you went inside of the Amazon Alexa, kind of scary, but kind of cool. Um, I'm like Alexa get me out of here Um, but he he actually came up with that and he was able to come and kind of own that and and rock that out in the innovation innovation pavilion so that was really cool but there's I mean there are so many different roles here it's actually really cool for me just to see the different types of things people are doing on site
2: yeah and I was gonna say um, I'm marketing and sales are so closely aligned and particularly on event marketing we do work very closely with our sales leadership which is a pretty extensive team um, we honor a particular ratio, which which I don't even know. I don't do the staffing here, thank God. Um, but it, it is we are following ratios. So for X number of attendees, we would like to have one C venture. We also incentivize people with registrations or registration demand to get to Cvent Connect. So we reserve a couple of spots um, for individuals who might be lower on the totem pole, but are trying to work theirself up in the organization, um, and are just trying to really hustle prior to the event to get those registrations and then earn their way here. So it's a little bit of a, I mean, sales really is the one that probably makes up the largest bulk of our conference, and in, in addition to our client services team, who are doing a lot of the attendee support type questions, but those are the two big buckets that we really have to monitor and make sure that we're staying within the right proportions of the conference so that we aren't blowing out these, the blue lanyards, and I'm not even holding my badge, I thought it was there, but the um, that we aren't making sure that there's an overwhelming number of people, but that you guys feel supported as well as attendees.
1: And there's actually a couple follow-up questions for this, yeah. and I think these are really important because we have, what, 600 c ventures here. I'm sure a lot of you bring your staff to, to the events to help support. So how do you make sure that they're trained up and educated and know what to do and, um, there's a, this is a funny question, but do they really have to stay till the end of all the evening functions and then be up early the next morning? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes.
2: Yes. Says Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> so much vitamin water. Yeah. So but much think, Advil. Light. Yeah.
1: I mean, but so. I do think it's interesting to talk about like training, like how do you make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be
4: doing and, and educated? It's a good question. I mean, and to dive in a little bit deeper, um, you know, coordinating 600 people's business cases sounds like an absolute nightmare. So there is a little bit of automation that we've actually rolled out in the the last two years um, where we are actually using a meeting request form um, within the product to capture everyone's um, business cases and then have them reviewed by their respective stakeholders. So just wanted to make sure that everyone understood, um, you know, sort of processized version of of the selection process. But um, back to the question. Absolutely not, no one is expected to stay after hours. I think um, you know that's a genuine want and interest of our teams. They really do want to spend the time networking with you and obviously our teams are happy to see everyone there and enjoying themselves for, for all the efforts put in place uh, to plan them. Um, I don't and know we if- love a good celebration, so right. we yeah. put on a pretty good party. <laughs> In terms, of, in terms of prep work and making sure everyone is polished and prepared on site, um, I can speak to a little bit about our training camp program. Um, they begin training um, for th- their individual sessions months and months in advance. And, I mean, these are working sessions with their direct manager. Then they have to do presentations in front of a panel, whether they're executives, other peers. Um, they'll videotape themselves and watch. It's almost like, you know, watching tape of yourself and and, and taking cues and and self-critique. So I will definitely say our our training camps have certainly undergone an immense amount of prep work. Um, You know, Our planning team also, um, very closely aligned with the event marketing team, we are sending out communications, weekly updates in terms of registration numbers, any big updates. We've locked in a new speaker. We've locked in a really exciting sponsor. Um, We've developed a brand new idea on the show floor, our community cafe, um, as an example. So we definitely, have weekly comms going out to all of Cvent Nation um, that we hope everyone's reading and staying abreast of the situation um, and then finally you know we host a pre-con for almost every programming area um, so we actually have five pre-cons re- related to just the innovation pavilion alone and that's the specific product areas and then of course um, we host one really large pre-con with all 600 attendees um, via zoom meeting and we just crank through 80 slides and, and make sure everyone is completely in the know of all things and we also create a really really cool handbook um, which is visible in all Cventor apps um, so that if they have any questions or ad hoc um, needs on site they can quickly reference that handbook or playbook um, and hopefully you know be resourceful and find answers for themselves. Yeah,
2: I was just going to mention the sheer number of pre-cons that we're doing. I think somebody had said, like, the tally was, like, 30, but it was probably more than that. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of preparation. And I was going to say, even before that, when we do our our kickoff for registration, we do – I mean, I'm having – monthly meetings with sales and sales leadership. And then that ramps up to weekly um, with their like direct development managers. So it's pretty like, you know, striated organization, but all different teams are informed of everything that's going on. And that really ramps up as we lead up to the conference for those that actually become attendees once that staffing list is set.
0: Sounds good. I actually have a follow-up question. sorry.
2: There was one other thing for those pre-cons. I wanted to mention, just like fun fact, we use ON24 for that. We pre-record a lot of those so that it eliminates some of, and this was actually helpful, which is why I wanted to say it. I'm sorry. we use those to pre-record. So you can set your content, you
4: can almost set it and forget it. We are yeah, you can sub. what was that? Simu live. So we can actually pre-record, host the meeting seems like it's real and then go live for any Q&A following the meeting. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. And that's I mean it, we've have found that that vendor is incredible. So plug was not paid. Plug for on 24. <laughs> this is not an ad. You're not sponsored. You're not on Instagram. <laughs>
0: Well, this question is kind of a follow up to all this, and I love it because I think we need to print Paulina a new badge with a new title. Um, How does the logistics queen Paulina stay organized? And is there a specific tool that you use? Anything else that you use besides On24? Uh,
4: Honestly, I'm not really sure. I wouldn't call it, I'd call it organized chaos. Um, (laughs) I think uh, the biggest piece that, that keeps me sort of sane is. Um, our team and the way we structure who owns what logistical piece Um, I obviously don't own everything but I definitely have um, heavy visibility into all the logistics but the way we structure um, you know who owns what we will assign the trade show to a lead planner and of course they'll have a support resource Um, the innovation pavilion same thing we'll have a lead planner and they'll have a support resource and we have weekly planning meetings with updates and I'll have check-ins with them Um, I definitely include them from day one when it comes to sourcing our partners and vendors those who are contributing and building and investing in our program I want to make sure that they are there from the ground up um, but yeah I mean checklists uh, a lot of alarms on my phone um, and the dog quite a bit. Yeah, slack. I was going to say, you might want to jump yeah. in on the yeah. Trello, slack channel right? is are
1: you, bonkers. Are you yeah, Trello From girl?
3: like a project management standpoint, um, I use a software called Trello. If anyone is a fan of post-it notes. I personally am. Um, I am a diehard, like write it down to-do list person and Trello has kind of changed my life. Um, I actually will literally pull up my screen and share my screen in our weekly tech meetings leading up to Connect. And the, um, I, I pulled it up one meeting and and everyone on the line, all the stakeholders were kind of like, what is this keep it on the screen we need this um because as paulina could probably attest anyone in this room could attest to this you just want to know that it's it's in the works it's happening you might not need to know the nitty-gritty but you want to know that it's happening and that you aren't going to get yelled at later for it um so just the the ability to just kind of see that okay registration is underway okay we're about to launch appointments that kind of stuff um, that's been really huge for me and I was just going to chime in on on Paulina's comment um, one thing that I have absolutely fallen in love with about SeaVent and specifically our planning team is just the uh, the transparency that they have and the like almost over like communication is just always thorough always more than more than enough I'll be sitting in meetings and I'm hearing logistics stuff and I'm like okay. It, it's not necessarily 100% pertinent to me right now, but then I find myself I'm at the info desk and I'm I'm answering questions that I I heard in meetings. So I I love that. I think over communicating is is always, always amazing and always helpful.
2: I was just gonna jump you back to Trello a little bit too. Taylor manages uses Trello on our you know multi-stakeholder meetings about all of the technology that we're integrating together. So. I know that we do it for our event build, but then that starts to continue to get more complex as we get closer to the event, more technology pieces come in, but all of that is pretty much utilized in this agile project management tool, which is Trello for you. That's great for multi teams. I think you also use it individually. I was just gonna do another plug to another piece of technology in case you're really curious about it, but my team operates on Asana. Um, and I personally operate on Asana. It is a game changer for my most of my team, but it's very much checklist oriented. But I just every single thing that we have to do is in Asana. And I can see what my team has to do so that if they're drowning, I know they are drowning. If they're not, I know when they can take on more. Um, but it really, really helps from visibility. And then our entire marketing organization, so those are like cross collaborative projects, individual projects. You can say so we, r- we really like technology, it's even um, we use Claire is in for a ticketing submission system um, because we do have a lot of teams that are shared services so we will submit tickets into them they'll work and execute on those programs a lot of which would include, you know, the email campaigns that we're executing on um, or things of that nature. So there's a lot of pieces of technology. I'm offering these to you as just, uh, you know, places for exploration. One Uh, more
4: I just remembered. So um, we obviously receive a ton of ad hoc requests internally from, you know, our sales uh, counterparts for a major happy hour that they want to do, or they want to do a big incentive program. So we actually utilize our meeting request form. Um, Originally, we were getting phone calls or ad hoc outlook emails and it was just becoming too much for us to manage so we've actually housed all of these requests via a link and they fill out a form and then the leaders on our team receive a notification and then we'll actually out assign it to um, one of the the ladies on our team to own and manage and they'll follow up with the poc so that has been a total game changer when you're managing multiple events at the same time utilizing that meeting request form
1: yeah absolutely kind of drinking our own champagne we like to say right yep. um, using our own tools and in fact it's a good segue because there's a couple of questions in here about um, going back to the Cventers. Yep. you know there's 600 so many schedules what of uh, Cvent tools or technologies do you use to help manage those individual schedules?
3: Yeah, I can chime in here. Um, So we actually utilize our own one-on-one appointments tool. Um, Crazy. And you'll find this a lot. We are more than open to talk about kind of workarounds or or different ways that we use our own tools. I mean, the meeting request form alone, we use for so many different things. And that's really what I love about my role and, and Cvent itself as a platform is you can take the the base functionality or the base system that we're looking at and kind of form it to to be what you need it to be. Um, But so we use that one-on-one appointments tool, that way it all kind of integrates in the mobile app. All of our C ventures know when they are supposed to be somewhere, where they're supposed to be, um, depending on the late night party, if they show up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that really makes it so easy. It's kind of a game changer. Um, we used to work out of Outlook requests. And as you can imagine, pull, I know you guys, you guys all know this, pulling up your Outlook and then the, the mobile app and then whatever else, uh, other systems you kind of have, that's been really helpful for us. And then also it's great for us on the back end from the logistics side to see, um, okay, how many more slots do we need to fill at the Innovation Pavilion? How many more? Um, slots do we need at the trade show, that kind of thing. So it's really great for us to see that from a reporting standpoint.
1: Yeah, Taylor actually sent a message to the Connect Slack room and was like, hey, guys, we have RFID at this event, so I know where you are, and I can tell you if you're not where you're supposed to be, and you legit called a few people out. I just thought that was cool. But I mean, that is the, the cool. value of using the tech. Like, we need more C-Ventures in this room. We have these kinds of customers, and we need people in there talking to them, answering questions. So totally. it's a really cool way to just use our own
2: tech. Yeah, and you can kind of monitor those ratios that we were talking about you know if we know that we're supposed to have x number of people we can see the the attendee population is whatever percentage and then we know that there's only two sales reps in the innovation pavilion which is where they're supposed to be staffed you can kind of monitor those ratios too we don't go quite that deep but you could the technology is fun to make them think that
3: yeah yeah don't tell anyone (laughs) if you guys see any vendors don't tell them yeah
0: Well, going back to the planning part, um, this is a really great question. And they want to know, how do you remain innovative and creative for Connect year over year and keep bringing new ideas to the table? I mean, a lot of ideas have to be thrown out. So how do you sift through those and make, make sure you're making the best decision?
4: Yeah, I mean, I could sit up here and just say, you know, I'm always reading the event blogs and what have you. But I think we're we're actually being inspired by out of industry experiences. Um, you know, our director and I talk at length about um, a concert we've gone to recently, and we've you know, we notice the check-in lines, or we notice how quick the bar is moving, and we're we're taking account into account like what they're doing differently. Um, and it, the Chick-fil-A drive-through, anyone? <laughs>
3: Great legit. Look at the head nods. Yep. <laughs> My <laughs> pleasure.
4: Um, Yeah, but we're just trying to keep ourselves inspired um, outside of what's already happening in the industry, Um, but also taking maybe a look back and seeing, you know, what can we revisit? How can we make it new and fun again? Um, You know, we have uh, wine and cheese meetings on Thursdays, and we just sit and whiteboard. Um, Those are early on in the planning process for Connect. Maybe they're just an excuse for a happy hour. I don't know. But (laughs) the team um, gets together, and we just, we start like, you know, shooting out ideas and concepts. Um, I mean, it's very creative. We actually collaborate with our creative team as well in this process um, and our content team too, um, really just trying to to stretch and um, utilize that cross-collaboration opportunity. But yeah, don't ever feel like you should, um, you know, stay within a certain box. Um, there are so many opportunities, whether it's music or, I mean, obviously Instagram is like always at our fingertips, but um, I found that concerts have been really pushing the envelope when it comes to general session experiences um, and the technology used for, um, you know, wayfinding. So we're definitely looking in in those areas. Yeah. And as the
2: marketer on the show, and we're all in the marketing department, but event marketer, if you will, um, I'm really cognizant of the attendee population. So who's coming to the event, what types of people really like the demographics and what that demographic is interested in. And I'm supplying that feedback to not only the planning team because they know, they're the demographic, um, but also to our executive team, and I really try to carry that torch. Um, I think a few years ago, and if any of you guys were here, we had booked Jay Leno as one of our speakers, and it was just a complete miss. And we knew that going into it; it was not, you know, a marketing-sanctioned decision, um, but we just had to go with it. And this year, I feel really proud that we got Abby because I felt like she was completely aligned with the female demographic that we have at this event. So those types of decisions, and you really, really have to and she said, you know, take the ball and run with it. You know, she told us that this morning and I felt so... Validated that she was on that stage actually proving the point of like, we did this, we got you here, we showed that this is what was right for the audience. And and that's gonna come out in the statistics and our feedback surveys. And a lot of that also helps shape um, the types of experiences that we're bringing as well. Cause we, we listen to you guys. We, we go through not only the quantitative, but the qualitative, every single line of it will be read after this event. And we'll do a two to three hour post con with our executive team where we will get to say, hey, see, proved you wrong here. And they can prove us wrong in other ways, too. But I mean, it's it's very much a learning opportunity for us at the end of this event to see how we can continue to push the boundaries the following year.
1: Yeah. And we talk about that a lot at C event, right? Like by using the technology, you're able to see results. You're able to prove that ROI, have those conversations post event. Um, and you touched on um, the the keynote this morning that was just mind blowing. I mean, the energy in the war room this morning was awesome. Everybody was so stoked. But um how do you guys decide what content to include? I mean, you have your keynotes, but then just like sessions and things like that. How do you put that plan together?
2: Yeah, I'll go into that too. So I just mentioned the feedback survey. So we, the, uh, we pull all the reports out of c We get all of that session feedback data. So please, if you haven't taken your surveys, I know that's a new location in the app. So if you need help after, please come up and ask me or Taylor or Paulina. We can show you where those are. Um, But we take that, we analyze it, we flip it, we cut it, we splice it, we look at all of the different types of sessions that we were running. So right now we're kind of in what we would classify as a best practice session where it's kind of user information or you know how to use the tools um, we also have the training camps which were taking place on monday we had roadmap talk type conversations so we're looking at all of those different types of trends by the types of sessions um, by who was in the session um, i'm also trying to think of the other ways we cut it
3: well i was just going to say i mean a great example of of that is community cafe i mean we've gotten the feedback year, sure. year over year and, yeah. and we pulled that out this year. Yeah,
2: yeah. But even just when it comes to just the breakouts, we we have 144 total event professional breakout sessions that are going on. So every year we're trying to figure out how to package those and present those in a way that makes the most sense for what you guys are trying to get out of those. So the feedback surveys are really what drives that, um, both quantitative and qualitative. And, And a lot of, I'm hoping that there's people in this audience who got to participate in some of the higher education stuff that's going on. See some head nods, so that's positive. We have a partner track that's going on, so anybody that's from an agency, um, life sciences, we're starting to verticalize things a little bit more in an attempt to get you the exact type of content that you want, as opposed to product-specific things, which might may or may not be as applicable to you in your particular um, in your particular organization or your organization type. So. All the ways that you can look at the data that you already have, that's what I encourage doing. Or if you have a marketing organization that has a really solid handle of content marketing for personas, um, also encourage looking at that as well. And then once we do that, I have something that I refer to as the Mardi Gras spreadsheet, which is just a ridiculous tracking organization document I have submit that to our product team as like an agenda builder opportunity to basically tile out our sessions so that you could basically associate data to those entities. Um, and it's been really, really positively received, but that's how we track it out. So it's all these different tags and how you make sense of it and how you might be able to conceive of something in a very visual way. And they've been really receptive to it. I, I wanted to go over to the Innovation Pavilion and actually ask questions of like, what are you guys working on? Because we don't always talk to them as much as we as we should. So um, that was a very long-winded answer. For it's a very lengthy process. Typical, and I typical
3: don't Alyssa. And I don't <laughs> sleep.
1: Yeah, I keep raising my microphone up as the style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. No, uh, <laughs> so, Cody, what's the next question we have?
0: So you guys have a lot of data to make these decisions, and I really appreciate that a lot. But the, what about the biggest decision that you guys make every year? How do you decide the city and venue for Cvent Connect? We've been in Vegas for a while, but would you ever plan on hosting in a different city?
4: I'll start this out and then you can support me. Okay, so um, obviously this is a unique um, conference. Uh, You all are really impactful and important when it comes to our pitch for this program um, Cvent connect is a heavily sponsored program by the host venue um, we've had a phenomenal partnership with MGM resorts um, over the past few years and um, they have seen so much success from hosting the program um, and you know meeting new people um, increasing and and cultivating more lasting relationships so um, Our sourcing process is very different than what I imagine a standard, I'm getting a phone call, this is weird. (laughs) Sorry. Um, uh, What I imagine most um, planners sourcing processes um, look like, but um, there is a heavy sense of sponsorship and negotiation. Um, Las Vegas um, has just been open arms for the past, Five years, that past you know, six plus years actually. So um, you know, they've been a go-to for us, and they've actually reached out to us with interest in hosting. Um, and so it's a very different um, sourcing process for this particular program. Um, that's not to say all of our programs um, have this heavy or large of a sponsorship um, with the host property. Um, our Elite Meetings Alliance program. Similar, smaller scale, a very hosted buyer kind of experience. So, um, Cvent does um, pay a fair amount more. So, there's a lot more leveraging. A lot, um, you know, our contracts are not as complex, but um, the sourcing process begins. Um, you know, we've locked in for the next two years, which is huge considering so much of the uh, sourcing and contracting, um, is sponsorship based. Um, but we are here in Vegas and it is July. So that might tell you a little bit something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, um, exciting process because we've really been able to go back to our, our partners year over year. Obviously the Venetian, um, has been a a real, real partner, um, with us for the past few years, having hosted with them for three times.
2: Yeah. And I, just to say like, the two years is really, really fortunate. We've cut it real close in the past, and I won't even say how how close it's been. But as the event marketer, who's like, I need to market an event now. Like you're sitting here, like when are we going to get this contract locked in? Like, is this really going to happen? What's the room block? Yeah, Got registration what? waiting. It's just it's the built. Trickle effect. It's built, but we can't send anyone there because is it actually happening? But um, yeah, and we're open to other cities too. It's just that's you know we we are. Somewhat at the mercy of what we're given, but we're very much—it's very much a partnership with uh, the the host properties that we do select to work with.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have a few more minutes left, and I'm going to end with a fun question. Um, I'm going to have each of you guys tell us your event
4: horror story mm-hmm. and how what you mm-hmm. did
1: to to save yourself
4: from that horror. I'm gonna start. It's happening right now.
1: I, <laughs> She's like, I am in my
2: event horror story. right <laughs> in now. in <minutes. laughs> sitting on this stage in
4: a session,
3: but cannot get out of the session.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start. Mine was actually last year. We decided to use our um, speaker resource center, which is part of Cvent Conference, last year for the first time. And uh, in addition to driving the demand, I actually do support the. I, we don't. I don't create content, but it's content strategy. Um, and I helped with the execution of using the products to get the content to the conference. And there were miscommunications along the way. And on Monday morning, the start of our first year, our inaugural year of this training camp experience, which we were so excited, we knew that we were going to actually have training for the users. Not to mention, I had spent 48 hours prior, almost night and day trying to audit where the decks were going to be, if they were all going to be in the room, if they were loaded, Monday morning, it might have been Brooke who came running in. Somebody came running in and said, There are no decks in any of the rooms and it was like ten minutes to start time. That was my horror story. I, I just the rest of the day I was just like a puddle. It just it was like it was terrible. It ended up, we, f- we we found the decks, they were fine, but it just it ruined the whole experience for me because I felt like I had put this like blood and sweat and tears into getting these decks for this whole thing to be perfect, and I just felt like everyone was having a terrible time, and in reality, everyone was actually having an amazing time, and it was great reviews. But so funny you said that
1: because you were so chill no, when I came I running in, like, ah, I and you I were wasn't. like, it'll be cool, it'll be no, cool.
2: No, it wasn't. I was thought that was just a line.
1: <laughs> Dying on the inside. Got it.
3: What about you, Taylor? Oh gosh, technology. Am I right? Um, <laughs> there is just always little things, um, and I I think our team does a really good job of just smiling and faking our way through it. Um, one of one of the big ones um, was I, one of one of our EMAs uh, using the appointments tool. Um, all the it, all the booth locations were just gone, and they were we didn't know what to kind of do to direct the folks where to go um and you just kind of take it you do what you can with it and then benefit of my job really is that i work super closely with our product management team um, and they're really eager to get my feedback because i am on site at these events i see it i i know the product i'm able to see kind of the reactions and the experience from the attendees directly um so worked on that got it resolved and it was it was great at the end of it but there is there is kind of that Unknown with technology. We all know that more than anything, but um, just kind of going through it and figuring out a, a workaround is always it's always possible. But having a good team up here is is helpful too.
2: <laughs>
4: all right, you're up. Okay, so was it the fire in yeah. the trade show, or was it the flood in the Innovation Pavilion, or was it the missing... St- oh, I'm going to go with the I think that's maker. what all your missed calls are right now. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so I think this was a couple years ago. It's right? were real, you guys. Yes, they're, that's, they're that's all very actually, real. That's true. And I'll connect. <laughs> um a couple years ago we were um, it was a sold out session 350 people we were pretty jazzed about it and could not find this speaker and i kind of got on the stage and i was like you know what we'll 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 be starting this program you know about 5 minutes late we're trying to track down our speaker so i'm you know hitting everyone up from our our tech team saying all right someone's got to look up this person i think he's got an rfid he's got the rfid badge tell me if he's in the conference space we'll see if we can find him so I'm running over to registration and you know, completely out of breath and I'm talking to our colleague Whitney and I'm like, have you found him? And she goes, well, this is really odd. He walked into the conference center about 15, 20 minutes ago turned around and left. And so we knew he at least wasn't in the conference center and it was pretty clear that maybe something came up and he wasn't gonna be able to join us, but um, finally tracked down his cell phone number and we were able to find out you know, he had um, a last minute emergency and wouldn't be unable to be doing the session. And so we had that information and in probably about uh less than ten minutes time um, went back and you know shared with the attendees. Unfortunately, our speaker is unable to join us, but we're only ten minutes into this session. let's find you a new place to go and so it really worked out. Everyone either went to the innovation pavilion or joined another session so um, crazy situation, but a nice little rectified solution oh my gosh that's yeah. so crazy.
1: Oh all right guys, we are we're almost out of time. We have a few last thoughts, but can we please just give these ladies a big round of please. applause for putting on this amazing event? Um, and I'm sure you guys got a ton of ideas about how you can plan and execute your events. We could probably talk to you guys for hours. So maybe we'll do some podcast Thanks content, for content or something.
4: See you in the cafe. Season two. <laughs> yes.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're actually the next two episodes are going to be on um, tech trends with our SVP of sales, Brian Ludwig. And season two is right around the corner. So thank you so much for being supporters. Thanks,
0: guys. Have a thank great you day. you,
1: guys. Thank you.
0: That was so much fun. So much yeah. fun. And we'll be back next week with a new interview from Brian Ludwig, who's a senior VP at c And that's where we will be talking about tech trends. This will be the first of a two-part series to finish up season one of our podcast.
1: Finish up season one? I cannot believe that we're almost done with an entire
0: season. <laughs> no, me neither. And remember, podcast listeners, a great way to stay up to date in all new seasons and episodes is to subscribe. So we'll talk to you next week.
3: Talk to you then.